Yes, people, how you doing? It's episode 352 of Griff's Brain Dumb. It's me, Griff. Obviously, how you doing? Are you well? Late posting. I'm always late with the posting lately. I, the, the discipline is all out the window. It's all out the window. It's like I'm just not accountable to anyone. Just posting when the hell I want. And <laughs> that's generally the case. I post when I find time. And uh, yeah, I'm having to make time. It's going to be a very short pod. Not much to talk about. How are you doing? Are you well? What have I been up to? Uh, I was at uh, Thursday. I gigged three times. Did a work in progress show, um, which was a lie. It wasn't work in progress show. It wasn't one. It was, uh, I, I, I was running inconceivable. So if you managed to get to that show, uh, well done you. You managed to find the free version of the show. Uh, you, you bootlegged the show, but unlucky you. Because you missed about 15 minutes of the show. Because it's take... I remember my material, guys. I remember that 98% of the material. But it took me so long to say it. I was like, um, and ah, and big pauses. And trying to think what the next joke was. And stumbling over my lines. It just weren't tight. It wasn't in my soul. In my bones. In my DNA. Like it was in Edinburgh. Where it was like... I could lay down... I could be upside down and just say the words to the show. The show is that tight in my head. So I was like, right, it was good to do that run through because now I know I know the material, but it needs to get tighter. It needs to get way tighter. And so I've just been, as soon as I'm sat in my car on my own, I feel I've got an hour to do something. I just run the show, say it out loud. And that's what I've been doing getting it tighter again so i did that at top secret then went down to Vauxhall, did 10 minutes there and then headed up to wilsden do so well i was put for 20 minutes so i was enjoying myself too much i think i did half an hour at wilsden for rudy liquid now for his show up there which is fun really really fun doing a show up there um that was thursday friday uh mc the show in barnes and then Saturday, 680 swimming like I always do. And um, the fun thing about having a toddler is uh, while they're simultaneously pissing you off by not listening, they're also simultaneously either entertaining you or impressing you with something that they're doing. Right? So she's not listening to anything I'm saying about swimming. Okay? Remember doing a certain uh, activity. She doesn't want to do it. She's telling me she wants to swim on her own. This child cannot swim on her own. I want to swim on my own. Let go of me. You understand. She has spent months and months panicking the moment I, I like move my hand. But she, no, let me go. Now, this week, suddenly she can swim on her own in her head. Let go of me. I want to do it by myself. <laughs> oh, dear. It's so fun. Let go of me, daddy. She always like says, make sure I know she's talking to me. Um, yeah, so obviously I didn't let her go do it herself. But here's the mad thing: she had up like, one of the noodles, the floating things, uh, tucked under her arms. So and what you meant to do? You meant to scoop your hands forward, and you, you were meant to hold uh, them, hold a noodle, and hold them. So you know, they're really suspending themselves in the water. This child was like, no, don't do scoop your hands. She had her fingers in her ear. Still with the noodle tucked up her armpit. 
and she was kicking her feet and moving herself around the pool. And I was like, I don't even. So look, she's not listening to me, but she's actually floating on her own, well with the noodle, but unsupported by me, unfazed. So I'm just like, I'm gonna be pissed off, but then she's doing well. <laughs> so it's annoying. Um, then had family rounds on Saturday afternoon, and I headed up to Coventry. Coventry on Saturday night, which was a fun gig. But I was flipping shattered doing that drive. So shattered. Then Sunday did uh, soft play. And a massive soft play. Up in Stevenage. And then uh, sat down for a McDonald's. Literally haven't had McDonald's in weeks. And that may not seem like a long time for most of you normal human beings. But for the Griffiths household? McDonald's could get slapped once a week. At the height of madness, it was it was once once a week. There's been times it's been twice. Not often, but it's been a Tuesday and then we've got to Sunday. So I'm not cooking today. What, okay, what do you want? Is it crazy if we have McDonald's again? I mean, I'll do it again. Oh, so would I. <laughs> so we went there. And then Sunday, I went to watch Mickey Overman's special recording. Um, it's at the same venues as mine, which is the Pleasance Theatre. Um, but hers was uh, yesterday. Mine is on the 29th of February at 7.30. Be there. Tickets still available. There's 12 tickets left. So at time of recording. So yeah, get your tickets if you have not. And if you've already seen the show, tell other people that you enjoyed the show and for them to get a ticket. And if you didn't enjoy the show, then tell people you hate that you enjoyed the show and for them to get a ticket. Just make sure people get a ticket. Okay. Now I know that my so you know you've got two sides of your family, your mum's side and your dad's side. I spend most time talking to my mum's side of the family. But it's my dad's side of the family who've bought tickets. Between them there's been seven tickets bought by them. On my mum's side of the family, uh no one even acknowledges the message I sent in the WhatsApp group. It's wild. It's just ignored. I posted, hey guys, got my show, do the do. And someone just posts some fucking video or, or meme or something about something else. I'm like, alright. Yeah, okay. I know people going to come and never saw it. Didn't see didn't see you was posted about the show. Didn't never saw it. Or or they've already got tickets. And I'll see them when I see them, so whatevs. Whatevs. What else? But yeah, I was, um, went to watch Mickey over him. Took some inspiration on on um, on on stage design and stuff. So uh, I was like, oh, we'll use that for my show. Now I was about to hire some flipping lights, yeah. Like initials, I'm gonna write out my name in lights. Then I sort of got the quotes, and I was like, I don't want to do that. There must be an alternative. And then the alternative came. You know, I went to see Mickey's one. I was like, ah, that's a way cheaper option. <laughs> I'm doing that. It would look good on camera. But it would be way cheaper. So, um, so, yeah. It was good. Good show. Good show. Funny show. Um, mild crossover of themes. I think we're all at that age now, right? Where we're going to be attacking these themes from different angles and... 
that's where my show does well it's, it's such a very personal show that everyone's reassured when everyone watched someone go oh my god their show covers something similar people go yeah but yours is actually such a personal account you guys it just really doesn't matter i'm like yeah yeah cheers mate cheers thanks, thanks. i needed that i needed that plus my show is awesome <laughs> but no um so that's that that's what i did this weekend uh so what's been going on in the world i guess the key one's the the natter about conscription um, I think every podcast has said the same shit, haven't they? They're not on it. They're not on it. What What I've loved about people not being on it, though, it's that it doesn't matter what political spectrum, what end of the political spectrum you're on, you've got your ready-made excuse of why you're not doing it. There's like no one wants to do it. So here's the thing. If you're right-wing, you're like, oh, that's your Let's go over. Let's go back. Let's go over it. Left wing. If you're left wing, your reasons for not defending countries. Well, I don't want to defend this country. It's racist. And actually, the people who should defend the country are those bloody statue defenders. Yeah, English defence thing. Anyone who's got a Union Jack in their bio, you should go and defend it. Go on, go on. You're the one always screaming, "It's our country. Get out." We'll go and defend the country. Hmm. That's the left wing view of why they're not going. Then the right wing view is. Well, I ain't defending this country. It used to be my country. But it's gone down the toilet. Do you know what you should send? The immigrants who want to come over here so much. You want to come over here so much? Let's see. Get a gun. Go fight for the country then. See if you want to come here then. Like like everyone who's born here has fought for the country, yeah? I'll give it that one. I saw one person comment go, well, you want me to go off to war so someone can come and take my house? Not a chance. <laughs> <laughs> you should send the woke send them if they want to always talk about social justice we'll go over there then so again another group not doing it and then the people in the middle say oh, I'm not involved in this political thing but the reason why I wouldn't join is because it's the way they treat the vets now yeah it's just the way they treat those in the military now. that is the only reason why I'm not joining Here's what I'm not joining, guys. Because I'm pussy. I don't want to fight. With, I don't want to have the threat of being shot. I don't want to shoot anyone. I've shot guns before. It's not fun. I hated it. Went for a mate stag. Shooting range. I fired each gun they had once. And there was a bit where you could do that like, free shooting. And I was like, no, I'm alright. I remember firing the first handgun. And literally just feeling cold after I'd fired it. I know it sounds extreme, but it's just not my thing. I find I find the gun heavy, and it was like mostly heavy. It's just like weighty. I was like, oh, that's horrible. Everything's running through my head is imagining pointing this at someone or having this pointed at you. But its only function is to kill. It's a killing machine. Ah. Now you want me to run around the field in uniform and start firing it? No, no, no. If they really force me to go, you know, they're not accepting that I'm injured. They're not accepting um, that hay fever is a medical condition. That means I can't be in the army. Then I guess I'm going because I don't fancy going to prison either. Probably won't let you go to prison. There'll be some other punishment. Maybe they could deport me to Jamaica. 
All the family can come. We're all Jamaican. That's all good. Uh, maybe it's that. Or... Have a go. If I'm going... You know, some people like join like the police or the army. Like, I want to start the grassroots. So people respect me when I get to, when I climb up the ranks. Not me, buddy. I'm doing the accelerator program. Get me in a position that means I am not on the field. I'm on the touchline. Shit, I, I don't mind having a job back here in the UK. Yeah. But um, one podcast, Expect Forges, they made a point about... The Russians actually landing here. What are you going to do then? And I thought, mm, yeah, do I never thought about that. I've always thought about it as me being sent over to another country to fight. I never thought about when they just, I've decided I'm not fighting. But then they just rock up outside my house. And I see a military, military tanks just rolling down the motorway. Rolling down the A1M. They've taken over the M25. Everyone inside London is now just circled, surrounded. Never crossed my mind that that could happen. And then what? I'm going to call like a little hotline. Like, hey, can you send me that gun, please? There's a lot of them outside and they do not look friendly. Can you just, can you just post me the gun? Yeah, I'm whispering because they might be near the door. You just post it. Okay, the addresses. <laughs> you know what I mean? Nuts. Ah, there. But yeah, I guess that's that's been crazy. Uh, anything else happened? No. Man City finally scored at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Go fuck yourselves. Um. No. Let's get some dear dear dream because this pod has to be short. Um. Uh, where are we? Where are we? Where are we? Dear dear dream. It's perfect to see you then. Brilliant. I'm recording. Um... Oh, is it? That's weird. Uh, sorry, it's, it's a f- friend request. That I'm not really understanding why I've got it, really. Anyway. Um, whoops. I say, Instagram is just absolutely mind scramble, isn't it? You go on Instagram to actually do something useful, and then something just comes on your screen. You're like, what, what was that? What was I here for? Wait, what? And Instagram's the worst for it. Just the worst. You know what I'm talking about. I'm not baiting myself up. Right, so. <laughs> um. What was I about? Dear, dear, dream. Okay. Dear, dear, dream. Oh, wait, no, no, wait, I haven't actually clicked it. I'm just, I'm on the summary page. Dear Deirdre, my husband ignored me during threesome with another woman. I can't forgive him. You see, the reality of the threesome is very different from the fantasy of the threesome. It really depends on how straight and how gay you are. And then the numbers and the ratios in the threesome, yeah? Now, I'll find a lot of women struggle with the threesome. Because most threesomes, I guess, are male, female, female. Right? Because I think men have a stronger grip of knowing that I'm not going to enjoy watching another guy smash my missus. Or if you are, then you know you're really into that thing. It's like, I'm really going to enjoy watching another guy smash my missus. And that's up to you guys, right? But with women, 
I think like because the boundaries aren't so hard with women when it comes to sex, they're a bit more fluid. They can sometimes just overflow into wrong parts of sexuality. So they're like, yeah, I'm cool for a threesome. I kissed my best friends at uni. I once shared a bed with a girl. And it got a bit hot and heavy. All right, cool. Cool, cool, cool. You rubbed her boobs and you kissed her a bit. Let's see what happens when you get into the threesome zone. And all they're thinking about is their own freakiness. Oh, yeah, maybe I'll do this with her. She's cute. And they ignore the fact that their man is going to be there. And he's going to think the exact same thing. And you're going to have to watch him go, pound town on this girl. Pound town on this girl. Hey? How are you going to feel? How are you going to feel about that? I think that's what happened there. Anyway. I wasn't sure about having a threesome at first, but he convinced me it would be fun. Ah, right, there's error number one. If you're not sure about a threesome, don't do a threesome. Um, after talking about it for for years, my husband and I agreed to turn our fancy into reality and arrange sex with another woman. But instead of it feeling like an ultimate turn, our threesome was troubling and felt more like watching a twosome. Maybe they knew each other from before. Where's this girl from? It's a girl from his work. He has apologised several times and said that he was simply too drunk and got carried away. And I can't forgive him. He stared at us. And you're sat in the corner and said, should I make the teas? Should I make some teas? <laughs> I'm 34, my husband's 36. Uh, we've been together for six years and married for four. What is, wait, this sounds like me. And... <laughs> no threesomes in my household, but it's just the ages. So I was like, hold on. Hold on. Uh, we've always... No. Nah, so we've always had an adventurous sex life. And prior to this, I felt my husband fancied me as much as I did him. Oh, I wasn't sure about the threesome uh, at first, but he convinced me it'd be fun. Yeah. Uh, then we met a 32-year-old woman one night in a club. After talking to her for a couple of hours, she agreed to visit us at home. I couldn't uh, believe how easy it was. She duly arrived on the night, and after a few glasses of wine, we all went upstairs. Maybe a bit too easy? You think your husband knew her? Everything started out well, even though we were all nervous and awkward. My husband began undressing her, and then did the same with me. Everything was going well, and I was enjoying it all until he made a move on her. He started kissing her, and instantly I felt jealous. All his attention switched to her, and when I repeatedly asked for my turn, he said he only wanted her. Jesus! Brother! The threesome etiquette is terrible. I thought you just got carried away. And you used to smashing another woman. You directly said, I want to get involved. And he went, listen, listen. We can do all that later. She's got to go home. So I've got to get some. Oh my God. He said he only wants her, which he now says he didn't mean. I wish it had never happened. Jesus. Yeah, you don't even you don't even like wrong for being just mad and jealous about this. He he did you dirty. He did you proper dirty. Horrible scenes. Horrible, horrible scenes. Right, let's go to the next one. Jesus, why have I clicked this one? I'm here now though. Brother hell. I'm struggling to cope since my brother was arrested for talking to underage girls online. Now, let's, let's, let's have a bit of honesty. Let's get, let's, get, let's get into this. 
But what would you do? Because there's some crimes that I'm back in my family all the way. And it sounds crazy, right? Now, I genuinely believe if any of my siblings murdered someone else, I'm, I'm not on TV backing it, but if anyone says something to my face, but, you know, you need to understand all perspectives here. Yeah, I'll be saying that vague shit. Because you might not even be like a self-defence thing. My, my family might just be psychos. Just kill someone. But, well, you got to understand you had a tough upbringing. <laughs> I'm coming with that. When it comes to the R and, uh, and the child abuse, grooming, any of that stuff, then uh, you're not getting the same energy from me at all. If there is doubt, you might get a, well, we'll just see, hopefully the truth comes out in the trial, doesn't it? That's all you get from me. Yeah. Because I, I, I can't, still then, can't just back it. I have to be like that. I have to, oh, I'm either against or neutral. But I can't back it. And then, yeah, then when it comes to the actual now hanging out, nah. And that's the thing. It'd be one of those ones, right? Well, I wouldn't begrudge any of my family for still hanging out with that person. But for me and my family, we're, no, nah, we're not about. We're not about. You know, it'd be one of those ones. They're like, you come around for this? Is so-and-so coming? Yeah, then I'm not. You know, you know how it is. And if you lied to me and I turn up and they're there, everyone, kids, back in the car. Going. I can't. I couldn't hang around with someone like that. It's terrible. So, let's see. Dear Deirdre, since my brother, no, sorry, I feel like my life is falling apart. Since my brother was arrested for talking to underage girls online, I have been struggling to cope. I'm too scared to go outside as I'm worried other people tar me with the same brush. I'm anxious and depressed all the time. He's 29 and I'm his 33-year-old brother. We were not brought up to behave like this. He has gone too far and I don't consider I have a brother anymore. Fair. I say I feel angry and betrayed by his behaviour would be an understatement. I feel as though my life has fallen apart. It has been one thing after another with him. Well, I see. He has been in trouble for antisocial behaviour and vandalism. He had to go and answer some questions and has been released on bail. I hope he will get a custodial sentence because as a family we're absolutely furious with what he has done. How can I begin to move forward? Jesus. I mean, it's good that all the family are on your side as well. On your wave. Because I said, that's going to be the difficult one. When it's like your family are all on this side. You know? You're there. You've done everything. You, you went to... He's well at school. Went to uni. Got a good job. You settled down the family. You got a house. You helped your mum and dad out as well. Do a little bit of charity work. Wife loves you. Parents-in-law love you. You're a good guy. And then come to the dinner table and they're like, oh, we love both our kids equally. It's like, well, you love him. The same as much you love me. I mean, I know you love us unconditionally, but you don't have to love us the same amount. He's shit. And a nonce. <laughs> James, enough of that. Apologise to your brother, Rob. He's like, he is a nonce. 
<laughs> I mean, anyway, let's see. Um, so yeah, what to do? Um, yeah, don't you be scared to go outside, right? You go outside. You ain't done anything wrong. You don't hide away. You hiding away make people think you defend your brother. You go outside and someone starts saying shit. You go look. I don't know what happened. I weren't there, but. If he's done anything, I'd be buried under the prison. So you've got to say, the way you're talking, it sounds like you believed the allegations anyway. So you can just lean in even further and be like, well, I think he did it. And that's it. Your, your brother isn't a reflection of you. Not at all. Right. Okay, another one. Size matters. I'm a 42-year-old man and no one wants to date me because I'm short. How short? Well, I admit I'm not Daniel Craig. I don't look too bad, okay? Dear, dear, do you most women want a tall, dark, handsome man to share their life with? But I'm so short it rules me out. How short are you? I'm a divorced 42 man and I'm five foot four. Boy, you should have stayed married. Um, no, I know the phrase size doesn't matter. It does. But my experience on dating sites, it proves that it simply isn't true. Now, it's very superficial on dating sites. I used to put on six foot in my profile. Just to let the bitches know. Uh, my, <laughs> my wife left me last year telling me she no longer loved me and wanted a divorce. Uh, we had been married for 10 years. It was such a shock, but I have since... What? Such a shock, but I have since learned that she was having an affair. Golly, with a taller man? I'm struggling to get over her, and I still love her. I gave her everything, and now I'm lost. I've tried dating, but my heart isn't broken. Sorry, my heart isn't in it, sorry. And I have a good job, a house, which I bought my ex-wife out of. I'm driving this car. Right, okay. Um... Wait, so wait, wait, what's happening? Oh, sorry, I got confused. The page jumped. There you go. I'm funny and thoughtful, and while I admit I'm not Daniel Craig, I don't look too bad. I'm starting to get really frustrated and depressed. There's nothing I can do about my height. Oh, you can if you just try. I just wish someone would give me a chance. Maybe I'm too short to ever find love again. I'm destined to be alone. To find short girls. Five foot four is short. I ain't gonna gas you up, my friend. You are short. Um. You know, repulsively short for some women. But, there are women who are shorter than you. Go for them. Go for them. Or, the attractive ones are like 5'6", five, 5'7". Five, they'll, they'll take her. You've got, if you've got your money up, and your dick game strong, mouth game strong, all that shit. <laughs> You'll be good, my friends. You'll be fine. So you gotta do. Alright. That's uh, that's the end of the pod. I'm done. I'm done with the pod. Like I said, go get tickets to the show. 12 left at the time I've recorded. I'm gonna check again. I'm on to some gorilla tactics with selling these tickets now. Um, and I'm gonna just be in your inbox. In your bomb inbox. Yeah, 12 tickets left. Huh!
get rid of them and spread the word people please spread the word that's the thing even if you can't come spread the word tell others oh, you should go you should go if you saw in Edinburgh tell others you should go you should really go you should really really go alright I love it if you could do that right I I'm probably going to reach out to my mates who came to see the show go, oh mate could you do us a favour and just say just tell people to go get tickets to this show please yeah why not it's what you lean on your friends for alright Let's end the pod. Peace. Get tickets.